it's funny when uh, some of the maybe the aunties and stuff. Oh, come over here, son, and get a picture. Um, we kind of Jesse handing the horseshoe to the bride and stuff, and the bride's going, "Oh no, no, mum, no, he doesn't do that sort of stuff." And I'm like, <laughs> "I do everything. Just yeah. Let me get the fucking horseshoe. I'll yeah. do the fucking horseshoe picture. That's, That's right. what I'm here for, you know." isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding craves, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry so you can learn from us and grow your wedding business. This is a special episode brought to you by Photography Farm in anticipation of Thrive 2022 happening this March. Thrive is an all-star wedding photography workshop taught this year by six phenomenal mentors and we've teamed up with Farm to bring you six episodes so you get to know your mentors a little bit more. In this episode, we are reintroducing you to our friend Sean Bell, who is another repeating podcast guest. But if you missed his last podcast, let's get reacquainted. Before we do though, Greg... What is that lovely steaming glass structure full of? You, what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is, I mean, I bought the biggest bags of coffee last time I bought them. One, two, one kilo bags. Mm-hmm. So we're still drinking through the Hard Lines coffee. Hard Lines. This is the house party blend. Yeah. Do you want to pour it over the podcast desk? Because we're so, crazy. Sean, thanks for joining us. Have you got anything to drink on your end? I've I've got coffee, yeah, but to be honest, it's decaf, which is I know it's um, it's not very hardcore, is it? But it's three o'clock and I've already had three, <laughs> so yeah, it's a pretty bog, it's a pretty bog standard instant decaf, guys. I'm sorry, I'm not more fancy than that. It's okay, I'll let you off. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've had all my good stuff in the morning, but yeah, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to overpush it. Yeah, well, if I begin to speak too fast, just tell me because. Like I said before we hit record, we've just finished uh, podcasting with Rebecca Carpenter. So we've gone through a full V60 already of coffee, as well as drinking some soda. So uh, I'm pretty buzzed already, but let's keep it going. Oh, yeah. Were you guys, were you guys on this morning? So we, we, yes. With Rebecca this morning. Yes. And it was a little bit of a <laughs> no, shit show. No. We had so many technical issues. Uh, so if we uh, cut out, it might happen. It might happen if we cut out, okay. you know. Um, so just bear with us. And um, yes. And, and that's why if you're watching the video of this, you're thinking, why does he ever, why does he never change his clothes? Well, that's why. I do change my clothes. We're just batch. Uh, recording. <laughs> anyway, Sean, how, how, how have you been? How have you been? Yeah. Um, good the past couple of months. I've had a, I've had a break, which has been really nice. Shot my last uh, elopement. Uh, where was it? December 20th. Okay. So, yeah, that was, yeah, I was really, it was a pretty crazy year, 2021, for a lot of people, wasn't it? So it, it was, was um, really nice to just, it was really nice just to get to end of December and down tools. So I've just been mm-hmm. lounging about, like, um, yeah, <laughs> watching telly. It's been great. Yeah. What have you been watching? Uh, <laughs> loads of uh, Trigger Happy TV. Um, Dumb okay. Jolly, uh, uh-huh. which has been, 
really good. But yeah, like lots of Netflix, like binging on Netflix stuff, like Afterlife and things like that. Lots of um, documentaries on um, UFOs and oh, yeah, okay, all just right, a wide gamut of stuff, mm-hmm. as as well as um, just like catching up with a big long list of films that I want to see that I've never seen before. So, uh-huh. yeah. so the question I have to ask then: Are, are we alone in the universe? Which, uh, funnily enough, is not the Definitely. first podcast yeah. <laughs> episode that we've asked that question. Oh, really? Have you had this before? Uh, well, we asked, we asked Nick, Nick Tucker. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he likes to go deep into things, and I, too, like to go quite deep into weird things. So, yeah. But what, what's your thoughts on the aliens? Oh, 100% they're there. I, I saw something about uh, 12, when was it? 2010. Yeah, I saw something and it totally changed my world view on that. And I, I, saw, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole, a YouTube rabbit hole of YouTube, uh, UFOs. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that was that was not a good thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> YouTube's, yeah, it's not the place. Yeah. But these documentaries are amazing. It's uh, Yeah, I think things are just slowly being leaked out, uh, disclosure-wise, but not 100%. Yeah. yeah there's, there's too much. There's too much. Mm-hmm. And, and why should we think that we are the only... Um, things kicking about, you know. Uh, uh, that that yeah, that is very yeah, true. That is very true. I suppose. Um, let's let's get more uh, detail with that question. So when we spoke to Nick Tucker, he asked the same question to me. Um, after I had asked him, my thoughts were: we're not alone, but they're probably not flying around our atmosphere. And I'm talking about aliens, not okay. UFOs, which are just unidentified flying objects. They are not the same as aliens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like you just said, I don't think we're alone in the universe. Um, but I don't think they're flying around our atmosphere. However, what, what's your thoughts? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. You should check out that documentary. But it's it's interesting. A lot of military cover-ups and a lot of uh, reverse engineering sort of stuff. And I, I don't know. I, a lot of the time I'm pretty level-headed about that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. all, really intrigued yeah. and um, open. Stuff. Um, I, I don't know. The, the, there's talk of like them using Earth as a little sort of stop off to other places, and, yeah. and, and but they've been sightings and loads of weird phenomena always around about nuclear bases and military bases um, mm-hmm. all all the time throughout history, uh, especially during the sort of Cold War and, and, and things like that. So it's uh, I find it really fascinating. It's almost as if they're saying they're saying to us like. Don't use these. Don't use these big, horrible nuclear things. Um, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's bad patter, basically. So, yeah, they, they've, they've gone to nuclear bases, apparently, and uh, stopped things from happening and turned off machinery and various stuff like that. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? Very, very you know, I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. I'm kind of open when, to this, when you use... Uh, sorry, I think there... We had a bit of a delay on the last podcast, and I'm not sure if I'm working with a, de- a delay now. So if I'm interrupting you, it's just because I'm anticipating a pause and I'm trying to uh, smooth over the delay. So I apologize if I'm interrupting. Uh, when you said right. earlier, when you saw something, uh, did you mean yeah. with your own eyes in the sky? Or are you talking about, yeah. oh, I've seen loads of videos and, and stuff? No, no, I saw, I saw something, yeah. What that's, did you that's see? what kind of kick-started all this off, really, for me. Because before I was like anybody else, I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, but that definitely done something. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, yeah, it's, it's this, it's that. I was trying to like be really hypercritical about, or sort of just really figure it out. And you know, I has to be some explanation for it. 
but the more I thought about it, it was like, no, definitely not, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what did you see? So, yeah. So what I so it was November 2010, clear day, windless, and uh, I was walking up morning, maybe nine o'clock in the morning, walking up my street, and I saw this black object in the sky, which I thought was a bin bag floating, sort of bin bag, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of vibe. Yeah, uh, very beautiful. Bag, uh, beautiful thing, beautiful mm-hmm. in the wind. Yep, yep, um, very American. But there was, but, but there was no wind. What's that movie, American Beauty? What was that? With the with the bag in the wind, Day when he films the films the bag with the leaves. That's right. That's right. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's be- uh, Beautiful uh, bag. It's one of my favourite little frames. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was moving and looked like it was under power, mm-hmm. like a straight line, deadly silent. Couldn't work out how far away it was, but it felt close because I didn't know the size of it. So, yeah, like, yeah. you're looking at it, going, I don't, know, I don't know how big that is. Is that far away? Is it small? Um, and the shape kept sort of morphing. So it was black diamondy, then it was like sort of balloonish, hot air balloonish, but then mm-hmm. it was black diamondy again. And I just kept trying to explain it. But it was one of those where I stopped, stopped dead in my tracks. It was like, I just couldn't, you know, your eyes yeah. are trying to work something out. Yeah. And, yeah. And I just, I came, I came to nothing. And it was definitely under power because there was no wind. And it was moving fairly quickly, and it just went straight, straight line over mm-hmm. the trees, uh, over the back of the houses. And so that was maybe Luke watching it for thirty seconds or something. Yeah. Uh, so then I went down into YouTube into the rabbit hole, obviously, <laughs> of uh, <course>. and like <laughs> long nights. I found something online, some videos with objects that looked really similar. Mm-hmm. Um, in the local area, shot fairly recently to that date, and all over the world as well. Some in America too. Hmm. Right. Very interesting. So very interesting. So I, I, I had, don't know. Is it is it military? You know, I don't know, but it was definitely deadly silent and yeah, no no jets or anything coming mm-hmm. out. I I had a not quite a similar situation when I was younger. I was having an um must have been about twelve, thirteen, fourteen ish area. I was having the stereotypical moment with my with my father. Uh, we're doing telescoping at night. It was a com- crystal clear in the border, so there's not much light pollution. And we were just lying on the ground, like just looking up. And he was teaching me about the constellations. Um, and I remember seeing this dot. It was just light. It was just a just a kind of looked like um, like a, like a normal satellite. You know, if you've ever seen one, they move just in a straight line. But this thing was over here and then it very aggressively moved straight over and then stopped and then it went like in a zigzag and then just shot away and uh, I'm not much of a like I said I don't think they're in our atmosphere or or whatever but I have no explanation for what that was because nothing nothing can move that fast but Nothing terrestrial sort of moves in those ways, isn't it? And, a lot mm. of, and I think that's the biggest thing when people are sighting these things. They, they, they say that a lot, yeah? They, they sort of, the pace and yeah. the dead stops and, and, and the pace that they kind of go at, it would, it would kill a human, you know, the sort of team mm. force, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, unless it's... Yeah. Unless and it's, and um, drones weren't a thing uh, then, you know? Like, yeah, it's not like I, I saw yeah. a DJI drone. I mean, you know, I'm a 35-year-old man now. You know, so that was a long time ago. Um, but yeah. yeah, 
anyway, let's get off the topic of aliens. Um, tell us, tell us about your last uh, shoot. What was my last shoot? Your December. Uh, in December. Mm-hmm. December. I was filming actually. Yeah. Really? Oh. I was in the sharp. I was in the sharp end of a GH5. Yeah. I was. I was filming. Justina was um, doing uh, photographs. It was up mm-hmm. at Glencoe. Um, and it was a. I think that people are. You know, couples are brave. Yeah, to get by in Glencoe on twentieth of December, aren't they? Hell yeah! That is brave. I, I, I love it. It's brave, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, so, so it's it's cool. Early morning ceremony, obviously half eleven, just because light obviously yep. falls off like super early. Um, yeah, it was good. It was really, really good. Nice to, uh, yeah, nice to be filming as uh-huh. well. Something a bit different for the for the last job of the year. Yeah, yeah. So I it actually, was, uh, it was I, a nice old day. I haven't listened to back to the podcast since we recorded, and for those who are interested, it was episode thirty. 35 episode 35 you you were last on and i'm pretty sure you were talking about just getting into doing video or something am i right yeah yeah um i'm not sure if you had shot anything and then yeah and then then covid hit so how what 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 were you what were you producing for the couple um yeah how long were you out there when we were shooting in glencoe yeah yeah, sorry, I So we started early at the, a nice wee cottage in Glenetta. It was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Little place in Glenetta. So we done some prep there. And then first look. So we started about eight o'clock in the morning, obviously, because we, you know, ceremony's half 11. Yeah. Yeah. Shot a day up to. They got married up at this little loch in uh, near Signal Rock. Do you know Signal Rock, guys? Do you know that area? Uh, uh, yeah, that's where, that's where um, Hagrid's hut was, isn't it? Direction, I think. Oh, from Harry Potter. Sorry, okay. this is very high, Harry oh, Potter. Right, okay, sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah, I know nothing about Harry Potter. Sorry. That's all right. Um, uh, Signal Rock. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it's it's near the it's near. Yeah. Anyway, ceremony there. Lovely ceremony. Like proper milk pond. Beautiful blueish sort of light going on over the semi snow capped hills, and it, just like the light was incredible. Really. Like already cinematic, just mm. a lovely bluish tinge, tealy tinge to the sky, and and it was um, yeah. So we shot there, really calm weather, not super cold or not not classic Glencoe in winter. <laughs> and and Justina and I got them in the van, and we ran around to like two or three locations in the Glen, and then ended up doing a first dance in the headlights off our camper van. On yes. the Etted Road. Nice, which, nice. Which is a night a nice way for the couple just to uh before they went for their dinner, just to be uh-huh. first dance. First dance in the headlights for some Very light cool. tunes. Did uh have you finished the video? Is it all done? No, I'm uh working on it now. Okay. Uh, okay. Um I had I had a couple of other films to edit as well from last year, so uh-huh. I just um, getting them out the door, oh, and cool. uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. this one I'm I'm just starting to sort of collate it and things like that. I'm really slow at the editing just now. I mean, I know you guys know what you're doing, but I've got to take my time and find my find my flow. <laughs> to be honest, there is no fast way to edit. Know, it's strange. Is it, it's, I don't know if you, you know I me. Mean, you, you guys have, have done it a lot, lot more, and it's this whole. When I sit down to a photo edit, I, I know, like, I can look at it and say, "Yeah, that's going to be done within the next day and a half." 
that's going to be, yeah. you know, you, you kind of feel where that's going to be with a film edit. I can sit there and, and do a lot. And I don't know if that's going to be finished tomorrow or maybe in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's that sort of, <laughs> yeah. I, and, and it's almost as if it, it, it only makes sense right up into the, the, the last minute. And then it's, ah, oh, right. Okay. That's it all together. Whereas yeah. I'm never feeling very close to the end. But then suddenly the end arrives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's it. That is it. Is that how it and works? Then, and think? then you sit back and watch it and you're like, oh, I'm going to tweak this wee bit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you have to like restructure yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks later. Uh, so yes. at, at, at the moment, yes. um, so the way I edit, you've got all your different parts of the day uh, and they're imported into their own little timeline. So you've got the speeches, you've got the ceremony, um, all with their own separate sequences. And um, I will do the culling in those little sequences and then I will copy those uh, good clips into the big timeline. And it's from that big timeline where I jigsaw all the pieces to tell a story or whatever it is. I'm sitting now with the most recent wedding that we just shot um, with so many cool things that we did and I'm sitting there and I don't know where to start, which doesn't often happen. Okay. It doesn't, doesn't often happen. Right. Um, so, yeah, I still need to select the, the music and... Um, maybe when I do that, things will come together a bit more. But yes, I'm 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 left to ponder how I'm going to start, finish the stuff in the middle. I have right. no idea. So right. um, yes, quite yeah. often maybe maybe this one's more of a struggle because the last two edits that we've done have both had express turnaround added to them. Mm. So you've yeah. had you've went unknown. Right, I need to complete this by a certain date. Yeah, it's quite a soon date. So with this one, it's like, well, I've got, I've I need got it done within three to four months. So yeah, maybe that's why you're being a bit more procrastinating. Maybe, 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 yeah. maybe. But um, yeah, the struggle's real. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, mate. I, I don't know how you do it. I, I thought that there'd be some sort of formula that you would fall fall into, and and you would know, but. But I guess like you, you do such varied work in terms of weddings and elopements and things like that, and then your creative ideas as, as well. Because you don't do chronological stuff, or do you? Do you do a chronological uh, edit? Never, never do chronological. Yeah. Never. One one time, um, we we shot this lovely Italian wedding, and I was like, "Yes, I've done the best I could do on this thing." And the client came back and said, oh, "We don't actually like that um, time stuff that you're doing. Can you just put it all in chronological?" chronological order and um i really felt i really felt that hit there because yeah. i was like fuck i've just <laughs> done this really incredible edit yeah. but they just it wasn't for them so um i mean that was early days yeah. but still um no yeah. uh yeah one thing i do so normally like, film. Yeah. yeah yeah so so the films that we do are like well we say 15 to 20 sometimes especially for this wedding when we've got so much, it's usually going to creep up to the 25 minute mark. But that's only because wow, I'm just wow. absolutely terrible at deciding what the couple should not see. 
because there's just so much, so much yeah. good shit. Because we're that good, John. We're that good. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I know. Uh, just that well-oiled machine. Yeah. Every clip's a banger. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, no, I'm just uh, not that good at uh, editing. So, <laughs> so uh, I do need to. I don't know. Maybe don't I should. You. Maybe I should don't just be you. like, I'm going to set this to 15 minutes, no more, and mm-hmm. it'll yeah. be yeah. That's it. Or you know what? Baby steps. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes on the on the dot. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, that's a lot. That's a that is. is a long that is a long film, man. I just finished one just now, and it was uh, a wedding on Rassi, and that was just shy of ten minutes, I think. And I felt that I was really pushing it in terms of what I had to put in. I felt I was maybe putting in clips that maybe weren't top end you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah yeah sometimes i feel that we do that um especially when it comes down to the look of a shot um quite often i will make a shot go in the film if it has like bad lighting but the moment's really good yeah. and i know a lot of filmmakers yeah. do that yeah. <laughs> as well but i yeah. don't know it seems to yeah yeah, I find it hard to say no to. Yeah, no, def- definitely. Yeah, I think I was reading a book recent, recently about that, um, and he's got like a hierarchy of um, things in the film where emotion sort of sits at the top, and you've got all these elements where it's like ease of movement, you know, like eye line, um, playing a movement. Of, you know, is that off putting? Mm-hmm. Is, is the eye line right? Is the light and blah 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 blah? Um, and if you've got a certain amount of these elements, then that's cool that that makes it good but emotional always came at the very very top you know yeah even if it's uh you know against lighting or ease of movement or um uh, continuity or all that sort of stuff it, it mm-hmm. was uh, it was right at the top so yeah yeah I get that yeah yeah um yeah so the struggle muddy, muddy tongues muddy tongues and lit stuff but it's yeah, uh, happy vibes, and it will go in. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, anyway, and we and we shoot in a whole load of like dark castles in Scotland, so you know that that stuff happens quite frequently. Um, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, thank you for joining us again on this podcast. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, I obviously doing some pre-production notes. Um, I got to read your your bio, um, which I don't remember uh-huh. if it was the same as when you last recorded but um i just i I love this so um your bio reads born in scotland under a wandering star kind of makes you sound like jesus christ of the wedding photography world (laughs) no it was more it was just like an old country song isn't it (laughs) i don't know no idea no idea when it came from yeah, sounds well, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're I just, right. You're right. But you continue on, right? You continue on with almost the relig- religiosity um, when you described uh, um, your baptism of fire regarding your your earlier career uh, as a junior a junior photographer at a local newspaper. Yeah. Is that right? I just yeah, thought, yeah. oh, that language yeah. is quite uh, quite biblical. I, I I quite enjoy it. <laughs> That's interesting because I'm the least religious person ever. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, no, I think the baptism of fire. I think that's possibly from Lisa. I think Lisa's maybe written that in. 
Oh, Starling really? Okay, okay. With a pot, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Where definitely going to have to ask me Yeah, definitely going to have to ask me about yeah. that. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she's giving me some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> giving me some biblical input. Yeah. But yeah, definitely not that. Yeah. But the Wandering Star, but yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, guys. You know what it's like writing a bio. Yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. Um, but yeah. for those people what, who what are... works on Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> for those listeners who haven't bought their tickets to Thrive yet, if you want to see the Jesus Christ of wedding <laughs> photography, buy your tickets to Thrive 2022 in Glasgow and Brighton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, John. I'll go with that. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I, like I said, I didn't get a chance to re-listen to our podcast um, before recording this or before even writing our notes. Um, but you mentioned something about um, shooting your first wedding for a new guitar amp. And I can't remember if we talked about that. Um, So yeah, you, you reluctantly shot your first wedding to pay for a guitar amp. Is this correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's absolutely correct. In case we didn't talk about this on the last episode, which was thirty-five, episode thirty-five, um, tell t- yeah. tell us the story of get your first wedding and this guitar amp, which clearly was an incredible piece of equipment that you just had to buy. Yeah, absolutely. I so I was working as a junior at that time. I think. Yeah, I must have been. Yeah, I was working as a junior at the Evening News, Edinburgh Evening News. Oh, right, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, had high as- I had high aspirations of becoming a, a photojournalist. I wanted to be a magnet photographer and roam the world and bring back stories. Um, and I ended up at the Evening News shooting um, wheelie bins and various angry parking attendants yeah, and plastic uh, bags. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, did, beautiful did plastic bags. Stuff there as well. what, what was that mean? Beautiful plastic bags f- flowing in the wind. Oh yeah, yeah. Flown in the wind. Yeah. Side lit, off camera flash. Of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We weren't allowed to use direct flash. My my picture editor wouldn't let us use direct flash. It always had to be off camera. You oh know, really? For, Why? For the for the he just didn't like direct flash, and <laughs> oh. off camera was so we had to light everything. Um, off, even if it was just a yeah a really like standard news job, it had to be. Um, yeah, he just wanted to differentiate. But anyway, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. First wedding was a friend of a friend, and uh, I was on a salary, obviously, but mm-hmm. it wasn't great as a junior. And I was still playing in a band. We were like really serious, uh, four nights a week rehearsal, gigs at the weekend, trying to get signed uh, desperately. And I just had this really old beat up amp, and we're starting to play it. So- bigger venues and things like that, simply King Tuts and, mm-hmm. um, and the venue and the liquid rooms and things. And yeah, I really wanted this bigger sound. I felt like the sound was just so weedy in this guitar amp, but I just mm-hmm. couldn't afford it on my uh, uh, wages uh, because all my wages were just like bills and, and, and spoken for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, got the chance. Yeah. So I got a chance to shoot a friend of a friend's wedding. And uh, that furnished me with a new Marshall GCM 900 4 by 12 big half stack, which was uh, beefy. Mm. What I loved about it was you could play the D chord and 
and you know a D chord is uh, well you were just playing the guitar there Simon so a D chord is kind of quite weedy isn't it it's not because it's all it's like the top three strings so it sounds really weedy and Mm -hmm. and, uh, but I'd gone to see other bands and they were playing D for sure but it sounded big and beefy and that that martial amp was the that was the answer go for it (laughs) oh beautiful is that the chord you're talking about right there, the D? That's a that's a beautiful chord. I can't see because you're all pixelated. But oh, no, it terrible. Sounds, it terrible. sounds like a D. What kind of, <laughs> what kind of guitar is it? It's a, it's a, Mar- it's a Martin and Co. Um, oh, I, lovely. I, I, I totally lovely. love this guitar. I'm not much of a player. I just do chords, and but I used to, I used to write. Yeah, you can play D. I can, I can play D and and and, and G. <laughs> I can give you a G. Yeah. I won't. I'll let well, you. I mean, you. You only need. You only need three, don't yeah. you? Really, that's it. You're that's right. Right. that's right. <laughs> that's what's fascinating about music is the three chords, but in different uh, sort of orders and different times. I mean, do you think of all the songs in the world that, that, that have done that? That's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. How we're still we've not we've not run out yet. You know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Yeah. So yeah, I shot the wedding. I got the amp and happy days and still playing in a band and trying to make it whilst photography was running alongside all that. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was really good. Cool. What, what was um, your, what was yeah, your band name? I, I didn't think, uh, X Tigers. I was in a few bands, X Tigers. Yeah. It was a really shite name to be honest, but, uh, <laughs> but no idea. Again, again, like wandering star, no idea where it came from. <laughs> Fair enough, things. fair enough. And was your first wedding, well, was, was, it, was, yeah. was it successful? It, yeah, I think it was. Uh, it was in Ireland, actually. So uh, oh, okay. straight away, destinations. Yeah. 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 Well, look uh, at you. Already <laughs> traveling um, the world. Yeah, no, fucking wrong. No, it was really good, actually. It was a friend of a friend, so I guess it was a little bit easier on new people. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it was absolutely fine, but I was doing crazy shit. Like I, Because that whole off-camera flash thing at the newspaper, I was still a young photographer, uh, I took over like a light stand and a brolly to, right. to the couple shoot. Oh, yes. <laughs> to the, to the signing of the register. Signing oh. of the register in the church. What? Fucking brolly on a stand. Amazing. I could, I could never picture you doing that now. <laughs> oh, that is so far yeah. from your, from what you do now. Yeah. Oh. Like, honestly, uh, camera flash, SB28 flash, um, off camera, Mm-hmm. Uh, Brawly, everybody, you know, dragging in my big Manfrotto stand while they're signing the, the bonkers is that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Did, did you do the whole fake yeah. signing? Is oh, that, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. what a Don't shot. Know. What a oh, shot. Everything. Yeah. You know, horseshoes. Oh, man. Every, like the whole the whole thing. I'd have to look at that stuff. I'm going to drag out some old stuff for farm. Yeah. Just to. Um, because I, th- I saw someone else do that if I thought it was quite good but yeah I'll, I'll definitely drag out some old stuff yeah in fact let's just since we're talking about uh, photography farm again another friendly reminder to buy your tickets Lisa says buy your tickets um, she doesn't I'm saying that on her behalf but I think she'd appreciate me telling you to buy your tickets buy your tickets it's going to be good uh, and if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, you can support us at patreon.com forward slash perspective by Cinemate. Uh, for as little as a pound, you can support us. And um, yeah, we would very much appreciate you doing so. But you don't have to. You can get this podcast for free wherever you get your podcast. However, Greg, hit that button. 
that seventh coffee is certainly hitting me right now. <laughs> um, Sean, obviously you have been on the podcast before, um, but let's not assume everyone is an avid listener okay. of this podcast. So who are you and what do you do? My name is Sean Bell, and I'm based um, just outside Edinburgh in Scotland, and I shoot weddings and elopements. I'm a wedding and elopement photographer from Bonnie, Scotland. Bonnie, Scotland. Aye, that's right. That's right, son. And yes. So you mentioned earlier that you also do some video work, so video, photo. What what packages do you sort of offer your clients? What's What's available to the couples? To the couple, so uh, so there's photography for me. It's a full day. Whether it's an elopement or a wedding, um, it's a full day. So weddings are tend to be about ten, eleven, twelve hours coverage, mm-hmm. and that's that's my one thing. For elopements, I do a five hour, a six hour, sorry, uh, and a an eight to ten hour kind of longer day um, for elopements. Because some elopements are maybe Edinburgh based, and and they don't want that, you know, it's kind of a smaller affair. And the Highland stuff is definitely a lot longer because there's locations. You know what it's like, um, mm-hmm. locations stuff like that. Um, for film, I, I'm working with my partner Justina, and that's a different thing. That's sort of separate just now. It's for we are elopers, so Justina is shooting the photography, all the stills, and I shoot the videos. Uh, films alongside it so that's picking up we've got more gigs this year it's been a real slow burn obviously COVID had a bit of an impact on that Um, but it's just very slowly picking up and I don't want to jump into it like massively quickly I want to I feel like I want to learn the craft very uh, to marinate in the craft and learn it slowly Mm. I don't want to over uh, cook it with having like piles and piles of edits that's right Um, back with films and uh, or taking on things that I don't feel that I'm comfortable taking you know I'll turn mm-hmm. stuff down if I don't if I feel it's above my sort of remit currently where I'm at yeah. uh, regards films but I'm really really enjoying it I've, mm-hmm. I'm learning a new program I've started using Resolve and stuff like that so yeah, that's cool. taking me in different directions yeah. and uh, just really trying to find my way with it but still um, I, yeah it's really exciting as, as well as uh it's, it's learning it's not like I've dialed in photography completely I'm still learning loads about that but I feel where I am at films right now is my first couple of years of photography and it's it's still quite new and there's you know I can progress kind of a little bit quicker week to week new things are kind of all coming in it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah. so are, so are that's what's happening now. are your films as tasty as you're describing wanting them to be tasty <laughs> so you used a whole load of cooking descriptive words there uh, oh, yes, when you were I'm, when you were describing uh, did I? you did you did religious cookery and all the rest of it yeah. um, i like the imagery i i think it's yeah. i think it's fantastic yeah. you're 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 doing it so naturally you don't even notice but yes you described it as yeah, if yeah. you're cooking yeah. the perfect meal and and yeah, it's beautiful so yeah, are, yeah. Are, are your films uh, as tasty as you're describing them, sir? No, I'd leave that up to you, man. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> I I know what... I, <laughs> it's funny, I, can, I know roughly where I want to get to, but it's 
with photography, when I'm trying to get to somewhere, it's uh, it's a quicker way to be because I've been doing it a long, long time, and that's only just yeah. because I've been doing it a long, long time. And I, and I don't, it's not got to do with anything to do with talent or anything like that. It's just I've been doing it a long, long time, and I've gone down a lot of dead ends and made all the fuck ups and all the over a, a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, so my, I can get if I get to a, to a look, I can get to it a lot, lot quicker. Film, especially because there's so many different elements going on with audio and, and narrative, and there's just so much go, more going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like if I detune a guitar, that's how I feel with film. If I if I use a new open tuner on a guitar, my old chord shapes don't work anymore, yeah. and I've just got to mm-hmm. I've just got to feel my way around the flip, fretboard until something happens. Um, well, but, hang on, I have to ask you, what, what's your favourite open chord uh, tuning? Because mine's Gad Dad. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Gad. Dad, Dad. Yeah, Dad Gad. Absolutely, 100%. I've got Dad Gad on the go just now, but also oh, Dad F sharp AD for some oh. bluesy stuff. Yes, So yeah. you can do some, when I'm playing slide, I'll use Dad F sharp AD. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. for just drone, droning around, getting all um, mogwai and stuff, it's Dad Gad for sure, man. Yeah, Dad uh, Gad. You can't go wrong with that, really. I agree. When I'm experimenting with other stuff, is it um, EBE? FRPD or something like that kind of. I just don't know where I am, and that's the thing. It's that's what I feel like with video right now. It's I, I'm just f- feeling around, roughly knowing where I want to go, but it's mm-hmm. taking me a lot longer to get there. But also making loads of sometimes nice mistakes along the way. Yeah, but a lot of frustrations as well. Uh-huh. So it's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, to answer Simon's questions. Your, your films are tasty. They look great. Oh. Like you, you were very understated earlier when you said making wee videos. They're, yeah, they're beautiful. <laughs> in fact, no, mate, can we, in fact, I'll ask you this: I'll, I, I, Can you send us uh, a couple of your film clips, and we can show people on the podcast what exactly you do? Would that be all right? Yeah, absolutely. There's a. I'm working on a trailer just now that I'd, that I would send over. Um, I don't know when you would need it by, but just yeah, whatever. I, it, I, it doesn't because that's the most recent. Stuff. I uh-huh. think the most recent is probably kind of starting to get to somewhere that I'm, I'm happier yeah. with. But, cool. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, for, for, for absolutely happy to do that. And yeah, that means a lot from you guys for sure. Yeah. So um, let's move away from the video just for a little bit because obviously your talk's more photography-based, right? Um, yeah. For those who haven't seen your work, um, describe your style. So that's really difficult, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. But I get this, I get, and I guess I'm just going to go away when couples get in touch and I've got a little bit of my, my website form, say, what is it about my work that attracted you? And I always get the, the drama, ethereal, moody, um, uh, what was the other one the other day? Uh, the, the use of the landscape rugged but still glamorous I don't know but I don't yeah I don't really but I I would I would hope that it was um yeah all that stuff's fine yeah I can I can deal with that cool um subtle, subtle demure classic uh but 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 with always a nod to that more um understated cinematic key type thing yeah all right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, again, we do ask that from quite a lot of guests to describe their style, and it is always a hard one. Yeah. It's it's hard if we were to describe our style because how I don't know how do you describe it in a way that kind of makes sense 
yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but it's all just words, isn't it? And it's it, all it's really, yeah. I think it's. I think the best because I was thinking about this for the for the site, and it's what what we put up as photographers. A lot of people are putting up authentic and storytelling and cinematic and <laughs> and so I'm just I'm now just gathering stuff, I guess, like from what these couples have said. Yeah, because yeah. it's what they see in it that's, mm-hmm. that's really important to me. Um, I'm just going with what I, what I feel like shooting, and I don't try and shoehorn anything specific in it. But I just shoot how I shoot. I can only do what what me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you do you, and you do it the best. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're unique, but I'm picking up bits from everywhere. Like everybody is, aren't we? We're all like oh, yeah. magpies, and we pick up little bits and pieces from every there's no conscious uh, way of trying to be something else or do something else and, and everybody's had such different backgrounds and such different pathways to here that the people are going to be so so different that's what's cool about photography and, and the arts in general uh-huh. that even if you tried when I try and play like guitar or try and do um, something in exactly the same way you could maybe hit all the same notes at exactly the same time but it'll never sound like that guitarist because they have a feel something that's completely different the timing or yeah. the, the, the way that they're kind of playing the it's uh, there's nuances and everything like that so mm-hmm. yeah I feel that way with photography too it's definitely yeah. there's people that I really admire and especially film I think the colour palettes of film and mm-hmm. um, but I could never reach that but if, if, you know you just end up with whatever um, whatever comes out really yeah. yeah. So, obviously, you mentioned your kind of woes when it comes to video editing. How how long does it take you to edit photographs from an elopement or or a wedding? Does it come pretty naturally and quickly, or do you spend a lot of time kind of agonizing over the smaller moments? So it really depends, and it's often stuff that you think is going to be okay. So like an elopement, for example, if they have a nice prep room, it's got nice big natural, nice big windows with good natural light, uh, and that's not like a, a bolly to, to work in. It's all very kind of uniform light, and then you go outside and it's overcast all day, and you think that that's going to be an easy edit because it's all fairly sort of semi-semi. Sometimes they can be really hard, yeah, like overcast, flat, like a bit of a hassle with contrast and stuff like that. And in other days, like the the sunny ones where you think it's going to be uh, really difficult to work with, harsh shadows and all that can, can work out fine. Yeah. So, yeah, I take it edit to edit. I try not to be too cookie cutter or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it with, with edits. I take a different approach to it because an autumnal wedding in the sun is different from a pishing wet summer wedding in Scotland it's really they're so different in terms of preset that I would use I've got a big long line of presets um, that I use for that so yeah but uh, to answer the question it's uh, things have sped up my workflow obviously culling like a culling narrative and things like that and that's Mm -hmm. really helped speed up that Justina helps with culling now too which is great Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, a couple of days or something maybe. Yeah, uh, I'll go through do that and do that initial sweep through, um, edit, and then the next day, I guess like a film that you'll go back to it and your eyes are maybe a bit different. You'll yeah. see things, oh, and yeah. I'll start like I'll start agonising over things. But I'm really particular about lines, you know, straight angles, things that are in the way, mm-hmm. clutter. I don't like any of that stuff. So I'm, I do my best to really eliminate all that. While yeah. I'm shooting, obviously, get it right in camera. 
uh, get pretty anal about that, and that takes time. So yeah. I do deliberate over my edits a lot, maybe more than others. Sometimes, two days, three days. Mm-hmm. It depends. It really depends, uh, job to job. Yeah, yeah I, weddings. You know, you know what they're like. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I I have to say I loved I loved your description of when it's a pain to go into like a prep room. You described it as a ball ache. So so what what makes a a, pre, a prep a ball ache? Like when you go into a room, you're yeah. like, oh fuck, I have to work this. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah, totally. So just like smallish windows, not not a great deal of natural light. Or sometimes you go in and the windows are fucking super low to the floor or something, you know, so you've got that real up light. You've got like uh-huh. catch lights right at the, you know, just awful kind of lighting and that's yeah. where they're doing their, their makeup or whatever or, mm-hmm. or the, the groom's trying to get ready there. Lower light. But yeah, just a wash of tungsten or, or different kind of um, lighting temperatures as well. Clutter everywhere, people everywhere. Uh, and it's, you know, that last one I think we shot. Not the December one. But anyway, it was kind of, the room was too small for the amount of people that should have been in there. And yeah, all the sort of weird light and wrong light and, and, and uh, clutter and noise. And it's just trying to like sort of laser eyes through that stuff and, and yeah. sort of like take that out and just scope out what, what would work best in terms of, right, I want to make some really nice quiet portraits here uh, because that's what they've paid for ultimately because they've yeah. seen my work and they want they want that vibe, um, but this room right now is not. It's not. It's not really that that, that feel. Uh, it's just. It's just a, a fucking a, a bomb of of um, uh, clutter. Aye. So yeah, I, I, I work with people really and and scoping out things, taking all the clutter aside, and and uh, always ask for a, a kind of ten minutes with the bride or groom kind of beforehand. But yeah, it's just really trying to uh, um, be calm through all that and think, yeah, I will get what I want, but I just have to have to, have to work it a wee bit, yeah. um, modifying the lights and turning things off and on and, mm-hmm. and, and moving around and stuff like that. You know what it's like. Yeah. So the talk, the talk you're giving at Thrive is it's titled "Shooting Wedding Day Preparations," so we don't want to cover yeah. too much about that. But why? First yeah. of all, why why should people care about how they shoot the morning preps? Why does it matter so much? It's it's so important, and I, I said this. I was on I took over on the the farm Insta um, on Monday, and I was kind of waxing lyrical about how important prep is. And it's just it's the part of the day that the it's the foundations. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away with my talk, but yeah. it's yeah. Um, it's the foundations that kind of. The full the full day, yeah. So we're, we're kind of laying down the foundations. We're cultivating that relationship with the couple in the morning. We're getting them comfortable with us. We're getting comfortable settling into the day. It's a time where I can learn a lot as well. Uh, I send out a big Q and A uh, to the couples, but often they they sort of omit stuff that they might not think is actually relevant or mm-hmm. whatever. But in the morning, you're speaking to them. You're asking about the relationships between different people or. You know stuff that they've maybe been bought, you know, by a special relative or a, you know, like a, a detail shot. You know, that suddenly makes that's a really important detail because that was left by their granny or you know what I mean, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But it's a, just a really important time to uh, cultivate that relationship with your with your bride and groom for later and for like throughout the day and 
to meet the bridal party or the the wedding party and you become I don't know make them your sort of allies and, and they'll help you throughout the day and that way it makes the rest of the day like so much easier if you go in and have a really good experience of prep mm-hmm. um, so yeah and I think that allows me later on to get those intimate portraits have a bit of fun with a couple because I've spent all that time in the morning really really trying to to, to get them on, on board mm-hmm. um, they know already I mean I've, I've obviously prepped them before prep you know and, and the chats leading up to it but it's a different person on a Zoom call than it is when you turn up two hours before they're about to say I do and they're, they're stressed out of their minds and, yeah, yeah. and you're physically there shooting yeah. you know so it's a real good time I, I you, to wander around the periphery a wee bit just suss like the movers the shakers and so, and and learn what they're like and mm-hmm. see how much you can go in, see how much you, you have to step back and maybe just have to be in the exterior a wee bit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that sort of stuff. Uh, and also amazing for portraits. I love it for just creating nice portraits because you've got a bit of time with them and yeah. you've had a couple of hours maybe scope out some cool lighting areas or just nice kind of locations to shoot. And yeah, uh, yeah it's my favourite time. It's one of my favourite times of day. Mm. And I'm also awake at that point as well, which helps. <laughs> yeah, I'm that just like, helps. Usually, I'm sorry, just I'm just kind of 15 minutes, kind of either side of a couple of coffees. So, yeah, yeah it's a good, yeah. good time. It's a creative time. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what's it like to to work with a video team during preps? Because sometimes the rooms can be quite it's, small, and 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 like you say, sometimes the the you, you know the room can be a fucking ball like 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 you said the mixed light in mm-hmm. like. When I go into a room, it's not the first thing I do, but when when I start engaging my my filmmaking brain, um, which is not the first thing I do when I go to preps, um, but that's by the by, uh, the first thing I'll do is, uh, yes, find natural light and I'll switch off the light. And sometimes that can make the room quite dark. <laughs> but I've usually yeah. put on the charm uh to, to for the bridesmaids and, and the makeup artists to make sure that everything's okay before I do that but that can be quite annoying unless maybe it's not so 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 what's it like when we do that yeah no but be that's nice. pretty much the first thing I do as well guys in terms of if it's really honk, honked honking ton, tungsten light and like <laughs> certainly from above like the big light yeah. you know the big light the big, yeah, the big, <laughs> for the central light in the living room yeah turn off the big light because uh, that's just a, a horrible wash down the way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, small tungsten lamps sometimes work if you've got a nice uh, bluish kind of winter light going on and you can mix it for that um, thing. But yeah, um, I know what you mean. I, I always say like, oh, it's much better for the, you're going to get much more flattering portraits if I turn these lights off. Yeah. Which is true. Um, but yeah, that really depends because some, again, some of these rooms, like there's a couple of rooms that uh, I've, now said to to Brighton, like don't go into that room at that particular venue because yes. it is it's absolutely un, almost unworkable. Mm. Um, tiny little credit card slip for a window, and then just all manner <laughs> of uh, honking lights. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But working with you guys is absolutely fine. You know what you're doing. But I try and I guess liaise with videographers and and uh, collaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know that can be difficult when it's a small room and there's lots going on but we're all trying to get the same thing and uh, and I, yeah I don't, I don't mind it mm-hmm. um, at all it's fine when it's experienced and lovely guys like you when it's Stop newer it. videographers 
it, it's uh, when it's newer videographers that can be different because they've, mm-hmm. they've not maybe developed that uh, sense of when to go in and when to come out and yeah. what's appropriate. Yeah. Well, well, but so that's cool. Yeah, you know, so that's yeah. actually something interesting that I hadn't really thought of. Like, obviously, we do this podcast to educate um, and to entertain um, all those who are new to the industry and who are just who have been shooting for 10, 15 years. Um, but yeah, we don't often work alongside another videography team. Where it's always a photographer, obviously. Having two mm-hmm. video yeah. teams at one wedding doesn't really make sense. So we've never actually seen any of these struggles. Um, obviously, we've lived through some of the struggles, but what are some of the struggles that filmmakers deal with from your point of view for, for preps and stuff? What are the struggles? In terms of, or from the filmmaking side? from sorry, Yeah, guys, so just like, from working with the video, what do you see that yes. they struggle with? <sighs> Good question. I think the only thing I would say, I, I never feel sorry for videographers. I always feel like, do people feel sorry for us? No, I never feel I never feel sorry for them. So I'm just like, yeah, that's that's fucking lovely. Look at that. Just yeah, blah blah. But what I I find is if it's a single man team, they've got to rush off because they've got to set up audio and all yeah. the rest of it for prep. So I think they miss a lot of the good stuff, yeah, like that five minutes before with the bride or the groom. Yeah. Especially well, the bride generally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like and it's always they're always deliberating. Mm-hmm. Oh, should I stay here and yeah. get the, the dad coming into the room or do I have to go and set up the audio for the guys in the yeah. Yeah. ceremony spot and that seems to be like the biggest thing and I'm and it, and it's it's amazing because some of those moments I'm like this this is gold. Like this is absolutely yeah. gold. This would be amazing on video. So that's for single shooters. Uh, I know you guys do yeah. it differently, but um, yeah, we do, we do tend for, to do for, it. Separately. Otherwise for filmmakers. Sorry. It's, sorry there's definitely a delay. So there's, the, the, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we still do have that issue sometimes if we're in the same venue and I'm the only person who drives at a wedding just for economy and, and you know, save the planet and all that kind of good stuff. Um, save the planet. Yeah. yeah. Dr- drive less. You don't need two vehicles. Uh, so I'll drive Greg everywhere, but it does mean that I need to then leave to get Greg to the, the, the church or whatever to, to set up and stuff. So yeah. there is, we still have that right, sometimes, okay. but like if, if, if I, if I know that's going to happen and it doesn't always happen. Um, you know, the, the bride scene, eh, the father seen the bride for the first time in her, in her dress. Um, it doesn't always happen. If I know what's going to happen, I will talk to the photographer and be like, maybe we can advise this uh, happens a little bit earlier or we try to get the dress on a little bit quicker, um, which yeah. isn't something I like to do that early on. Like usually this, is, this has been discussed a little bit earlier, but um, thing, things happen and um, yeah, Sometimes I'll have to have that conversation, but I don't. I don't like to miss those moments. <laughs> so uh, you're right. There's a lot of gold yeah. that happens in a very quick amount of time, um, and it's it's yeah. it's a bit of a, a bummer when I when I have to miss it. But hell, but moving on from because it's really, it can be. Oh, it. Sorry, yeah. Stop interrupting, Greg. Yeah, yeah, carry on. <laughs> It's fine, it's fine. Yeah. I was just going to move on from preps because I know a lot of that's the talk. So you're right, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Something yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like, you're known, you're known for your elopement work quite a bit. 
So a lot of people struggle with the approach to an elopement because they're like, oh, it's it's just the couple and me. There's a lot of pressure on me and it makes it tougher for them. Do you Did you have that sort of feeling when you first started out in elopements or can you not relate to that? I, I don't think I had that struggle. I think the... The biggest thing I, th- I think it's a different mindset, isn't it? And the more I do, and I, 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 my answer is probably different, maybe from if we were talking two years ago, uh, or three years ago, or whatever. The, um, I, th- I think it's you, you're with a couple for a long, long time, and there's only so many permutations of uh, poses and, and things you can add in. I've, you know, and I've started to add in a, a lot more, like doing little things that they're kind of psyched on. We go to the pub and, or, or whatever along the way. Yeah. Um, is that what you mean? Like what, what there's sort of the, the pressure on, I mean, at a wedding, I, you know what it's like when I, I don't, well, you guys film me cause it's maybe a bit different, but as soon as a couple comes out of the wedding, they run down the confetti line, they'll just look at the photographer and it's like, okay, what do we do? What we do? Yeah. And then all eyes are on you. It's, it's very sort of directed towards, we, we're the directors yeah. uh, after that. So I guess I was kind of used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think elopements are easier. I think, yeah, definitely. There's a you've you've really got to work hard to to build something that's uh, cohesive and not repetitive uh, over the course of a day. Um, mm-hmm. So weddings are a bit different because you've got all those candids, all that sort of stuff, isn't it? There's stuff just happening in front of you. You're just reacting, yeah. just shooting, uh, <laughs> reacting. But uh, for elopements, you're you're making it happen. And yeah. Yeah, I guess that could be that could be pressure, but I, I've been to it a, a long, long time before. <laughs> well, yeah, I actually shot an elopement. I shot an elopement really, really early on, like two thousand and six. I shot an elopement in Glencoe. Oh, that was before it was uh, cool. So that's <laughs> that's like 16, 16 years ago since I shot my first Glencoe elopement. And it was different. Yeah, I'll maybe send you some images of that. Oh there's, yes, there's no. <laughs> it's not dramatic and moody. Um, uh, yeah, very different. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, I wasn't even really a wedding photographer then. They just mm-hmm. found me through some climbing forum, yeah. and just thought my climbing stuff was nice. So he'll know how to shoot pictures in the mountains, and that was it. Yeah. What was it like to bring your flash umbrella to the hills? <laughs> I jest. I, I jest. It was absolutely pissing my rain. <laughs> Standard Glencoe. Luckily, luckily, I had a brolly attached to my flash stand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing! Um, but yeah, so so let's yeah. let's talk about your approach to an elopement. Then R- run us through your approach because, like Greg said, some people do get nervous about elopements um, because you do like you are more of a primary part of the day. You do need to keep your energy up a lot more, um, and. You yeah. are a big part of how a couple are going to remember their experience of said elopement. So, yeah, talk to us through yeah. your approach. So you're right, absolutely right. It's it's about that experience, and probably above the pictures, probably above what the couple receive that they'll remember mm. that day. And and um, yeah, it, it does take a lot of energy and. I think anybody jumping into this thinking it's going to be easy and it's just all going to be, you're going to end up with great pictures at the end of it. There's a lot of planning that goes in, as you know, yeah. beforehand. It's, it's um, I work with couples even more so than ever. I think I'm, I'm working um, 
you know, two, three Skype calls ahead of the day. We're looking at locations, we're looking at plan Bs. So that's that's how we start to build a timeline of the day. I'm working with couples and now building timelines for them because they're a lot of them are from the states or yeah. abroad, certainly, and the. They're like, what's what's what can we do at this? You know, um, well, that's not really going to work in Scotland at that time of year, and you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, uh, yeah, start off. We'll build a timeline, look at locations. I'll be sending them pictures of those locations, see if they're suitable. I'll, I'll have, sometimes I, I like to go scouting a lot, and if I've got somewhere new, I'd like to maybe offer that to them as well. Just say, cool. listen, I've not got anything from here. I'd quite like to go there. Yeah. Um, not 100% sure it'll work, mm-hmm. but if you're up for it and it's a bit of a hike, then let's let's do it. So cool. I'll head to the day, yeah, looking at, again, it's like perhaps two hours. Advise them on accommodation if I can, because it, that's great, because then you can work with accommodation yeah. that you know is like really nice for crap and it's, yes, yeah. it's going to be nice for them. Ultimately, this is for, ultimately this is for them. It's making your day easier. It's making their day more pleasant and mm-hmm. their, their images more pleasant at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll rock up a couple hours before shoot lots of detail, cut away landscape, have a coffee and, uh, yeah, really get to know them. And as you said, uh, absolutely right about keeping that energy going. That's the, the biggest thing. But to be honest, I, don't ever find that. I only realise how tired I am at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited as we're going around. Um, so we've got a ceremony spot and then we'll look at locations that they're maybe psyched on. So it's, I've got a couple who are, are open to Sky next, is it this year? I think it's this year. But they're not, they're not that keen on mountains. Well, not that keen on mountains, but they're not super psyched on mountainous. They're more into the, the, the ocean. Okay. So okay, it's it's funk. You know, it's, it's, you know what I mean. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I just have to go with that. So we we we're just looking at different locations along the coast, using a mm-hmm. lot of coastline, yeah, um, that sort of thing. Obviously, the mountains will be there as well. Uh, so we'll work on things that really speaks to them. And uh, on the day, yeah, two hours before, shoot the prep, and we drive them in the van. Basically, I like to have the couples in with me yeah. if possible. Um, because it's just along the along the ways when the, the cool stuff happens. Yeah, you're always like driving along, and some great light happens. And <laughs> when, if you're in Glencoe and there's some cool light, you can just stop at the roadside generally. Yeah, and anywhere is kind of cool, isn't it? Like in, in any direction. So I often say that to couples: don't get too hung up on we're going to this location and we're going to have our photo taken. Yeah, right here. Yeah. It's I like to I love to just leave it open and see what happens. Okay, we've got them in mind. They're sort of safe. But I'm not interested in that, really. I don't want to start repeating myself mm-hmm. uh, as, as hard as it is, you know, because couples see the work from there and they go, we love this location, we want to go there. Often I'm like, guys, okay, we can have that, but let's just see what the light's doing and, uh, and run around from there. So I'll, also, I'll try and do different locations, like from mountain vistas, woodland and rivers and lochs and, and the pub as well, obviously. Of course, you're going to finish at the pub for a drink. We'll stop off. Yeah, stop off for a bit of lunch or whatever they're psyched on. Um, yeah. If they want to have a picnic, if they want to do various uh, different things, um, that's yeah. So I'm usually with yeah either six hours or eight to ten hours driving around. It sounds like a long time, doesn't it? But it's it's not, as you know. It just flies. That's a um, It does fly. Yeah, and 
Yeah, and I'll start off with like big shots, wide, big. A lot of the couples I work with are pretty shy, so they just want to be part of the landscape. So yeah. I'm just start off with them, just let them go, and after the ceremony, let them sort of um, be in that glow, that wee happy bubble, and I'm just far back on a widey and just let them enjoy that landscape, and then start mixing it up a little bit more, kind of close up intimate work and yeah. Uh, things like that but just always having a laugh it's not it's I think the couples are always really worried they're just oh we're going to be shit in front of the camera we're so awkward or, and I love that challenge yeah it's just <laughs> yeah. Uh, like awkward. people that come up and are like I was working with a couple on uh, Stack Poly they got married in summit at Stack Poly fuck they might listen to this that's bad isn't it yeah didn't he put this on <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but like the guy uh, fair enough like, listen, like, like the, the guy like she was really into the photos but he was trad Scotsman not that psyched um, so like I was just getting them into a nice sort of intimate kind of thing going on there and I'd, I'd click like three frames and you know what it's like I'm I'm working around and, and the different things detail and stuff but after every three frames click you'd be like is that us I is that us can we move on and, you know like just like super like uh, just not there was no flow there was no uh, little but that was cool I kind of enjoyed that challenge I was like yeah. right I'm, I'm going to make this guy look like, like a fucking movie star this is yeah. you know, yes. this is uh, this is my job but I think it's funny because a lot of the work I guess I show is that moody and because I like that you know or or dark maybe even melancholic you know yep. I oh yeah air to the side of that I've tried to yep. I, I try and rein that in some, I have to rein it in you know because yeah. nobody's going to book me uh, <laughs> I, I'm with you I, I like a little like, bit of uh, I, I like a side of depression with my happiness it's, you know, it's the only way to go <laughs> oh mate absolutely um, but it's funny because a lot of that stuff is we're just absolutely we're just fucking about you know we're just having a yeah. laugh the whole time and, yeah. and I don't think they don't okay, the couples are always really surprised that that's how it is <laughs> and and they're saying to me did we do okay was that were, were we is that was that okay f- or, for you and I'm like have, guys have I'm you got enough yeah. and that have you was got enough amazing this? and they're like oh yeah yeah totally and that's and and you know yourself you know when you've got enough and you know when it's been been great but I think they expected it was going to be something more dramatic and directed and mm-hmm and orchestrated and everything was going to be all, but we were just having an absolute fucking laugh on the hillside and messing about, yeah. but still getting things that look moody and, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and dramatic and windswept and, and all the rest of it. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just want people to have a good time and mm-hmm. Do you, yeah, that's what it's all about. You meant, it's their experience at the end of the day. Yeah. You were talking about your approach there that you let them be in that pocket and you, you, uh, the, so the, they've just got married you're in they're in that pocket of joy and you are standing far back is that how you generally like to shoot because it's i'm the same i get my wides i let them appreciate uh, the mm-hmm. environment that they're in yeah. i don't want to feel like i'm there or they notice me there um and from the wide I, i'll kind of start walking in you know slowly obviously and shooting yeah. tighter and tighter until I'm like getting pretty much details of their face. I want to see their eyeballs sweating uh, with joy. Right. Uh, 
is that is that how you work yeah. from the from shooting wide first and then working your way in generally generally yeah mm-hmm. it depends on a couple depends how much time i've got yeah uh, yeah some couples are like straight away like post ceremony just all over it and then i'm like right these these guys are good yeah but but it's really like watching the body language in the morning and then during the ceremony or just together in the like maybe they've done a first look and you know right away like that first look when they turn and then you see them come to an embrace together yeah. and that's the time i'm looking going mm, how are they together how do they hang together mm-hmm. and some are just like bomb and it's like right away i could go straight into the 35 here and be all um yeah, get fully immersed and see the, the eyeballs of joy, as you say, <laughs> um, the joy, um, the <laughs> full intimacy, uh, which I like. I like that stuff, so yeah. I kind of want that. But uh, So, yeah, right away you kind of get a sense, don't you, mm-hmm. how they, they are. So other couples, you have to stay in the wide a lot longer and just let them wander about the landscape a bit. Yeah. Uh, but all the time, always assessing just how do they fall together and some are going to be like, some are really cool when they're walking and then and they'll feel clunky as soon as they, they don't know. And I think I said that in the farm thing. It's, it's hands. It's all about hands, limbs, angles, limbs are that difference mm-hmm. between a good portrait. and Who is this um, hands? And some will naturally... What was that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm caught and frozen. Huh? Who is this hands? Sorry. My bad. That's fucking <laughs> terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All about hands, yes. Yeah. No, it's cool. But that's... Yeah, no, it's... Uh, that's how I like to work, mate. Yeah, wide... And, and just slowly sort of um, creep in like a wee mm-hmm. perf. No. <laughs> Don't uh, just, uh, uh-huh. um, yeah, just sort of, yeah, just, just move in. And, and I, I always say that, yeah, just allow, allow them to allow me into their, their space. But to be honest, I think with a lot of them, I've done so much with them in the build-up, it's, I don't have to. Wedding days, sometimes, if I've not met them before, we've not had that whole elopement, first look, all together thing, uh, sometimes, you, and that's difficult, isn't it? Cause you've got about 20 minutes sometimes. Yeah. So you've just got to force things a little bit. Not force, it's the wrong word. But, yeah, uh, I, I, I know more, you mean. Uh, a bit more stubborn, and, and, and you have to work quickly, don't you? Yes, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, wide and, and then working your way in and, mm-hmm. and doing sort of classic stuff right away and then start to have a bit of fun with yeah. different uh, ideas and, and, yeah, just try and – I think if – and I'm, I'm talking all the time, making jokes, and really I, I want to be the – fun of myself, really. You know, if I'm – you know, if I'm if I'm looking like an idiot, they'll feel more comfortable, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and and laughter and laughter just always breaks any sort of tension. So that's okay. definitely the answer to yeah. to good yeah. portraits is just have that laughter, but also reminding them of the enormity, you know, what's going on, and just say, "Oh, guys, this is your fucking wedding day. Look at this. Look at this backdrop." And then they'll take it all in again, and mm-hmm. and then you know you just kind of g them up and loads yeah. of positive feedback all the time, even when when it's clunky as hell it's looking all all shonky kind of limb wise you just have to keep giving the feedback until you get what you want yeah yeah do you do you do a similar thing to me when i when i when i go to uh, a location with my couples um i go to say i've gone to a specific location again i will 
and obviously I'll keep this to myself, but I instantly go back to all the couples who have gotten married at this point or who have been at this point. I, I don't know why. It's like um, there's a very specific point in, in Sky called Brothers Point. I had a few ceremonies there and yes. I always remember the couples yeah. who got married right there and I'll always think about them. Every single one of them, every single one of them, right. I will go through yeah. it. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to say that to a couple. I was like, oh, I've been here before because yeah. I want them to feel that this is their mm. place. Like yeah. every couple Absolutely. has felt Absolutely. like this is their spot. And um, even, it's funny because e- even though I'll be able to remember every couple who have been there, to me, I can still say, oh, that's their spot. This is that couple's spot. Like, and it won't, it, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. think it's just kind of cool. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's funny that we should say that in the mountains because you wouldn't say that about a venue because couples know that there's couples going in there every weekend, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I guess they probably attach, they attach more significance to a little patch, a little russet, you know, a little bit of grass that they stood on in the Kerrang or Butler's Point or somewhere in Glencoe. Yeah, um, they probably attach more to that, don't they? And yeah, things yeah. like this is ours, you know, because it's so open and and whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I don't I don't think we should feel bad about uh, just saying, you know, this is where these guys stood, or not that I would on the day. Yeah, but yeah, because you wouldn't say that if you were shooting at um, career or whatever. Yeah, because there's so many people you know, <laughs> get married there on that. Yeah. center. on that. But point, yeah, I, I do return sometimes. I sorry. Yeah, on, on that point, I guess like. Do you, when you're shooting an elopement, do you turn your camera away from the couple and get some pure scenery shots to like fill out their gallery and almost make that location yeah. another character? Absolutely. Always include landscape stuff for them that they could print, put on their wall. Mm. Uh, I'll do it in the morning sometimes on the way up because sometimes you get that better light um, early morning, like low-lying clouds, especially Glencoe. Oh, yeah. You get that low-lying early hill fog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll shoot panoramics. So I like shooting with my 85 and I'll shoot um, panos, do okay. stitchers, cool. uh, and put them in their gallery sometimes so that they could print them big. Yeah, loads of stuff like that, loads of landscape. For blogs as well, so it's nice transitional elements, isn't it, for, yeah. for a blog. But I d- definitely um, always say to them, um, they'll get a landscape, a few landscape shots as well, as they can print them off um, if they think uh, the stuff with them in it's uh, shite. So. <laughs> I right to the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. No, I think it's nice. It's nice for couples, isn't it? Because then yeah, naturally. they've got the option. Yeah. Uh, as well as it's helpful. It's helpful for me because I always want to put that in a, a, a blog if I ever say to uh, blog at any point it's, yeah. it's really really important is it mm-hmm. to get that sense just like you get you know um, yeah. so yeah I'll do that in the morning as well as when, when the couple are um, there uh, mm-hmm. yeah shooting around all the time 360 Yeah, I just love being in that environment anyway so I get excited any bit of light and I'm uh, concentrating on that and sometimes <laughs> forget the couple of the anyway, no. <laughs> Yeah, who, who who are the couple? I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, Sean, let's we'll we'll wrap up with with two questions that we always like to ask. Um, do you have any book recommendations? And I realize do I have any book recommendations? Yes, and now when we asked Neil, he went straight into his library and he was pulling out fucking books upon books upon books. But when we asked Rebecca Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, just recently, 
she doesn't read. So you can fit anywhere in between really? those the, those two um, mentors. Okay, I have got so many books on the go just now, guys. It's it's ridiculous. Okay, it's such a busy year. I never had I never had time, right? Yeah. And I was I get bought books all the time. Justina buys me books. My mum buys me books all the time. I I love to read. I'm not a massive fiction uh, reader. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do like um, more sort of uh, I don't know what you call it philosophical or stuff about nature, stuff about. The Night Sky, um, various uh, bits and pieces like that. The one I'm reading just now is called Notes from a Summer Cottage, right? And my granddad gave me it. Now, my granddad's 99, uh-huh. and he um, he is his sight's not great anymore, and kind of, but he, he's got this uh, audio book thing, and he was listening yep. to it. And my granddad is a massive influence on me when I was younger. He took, this is the first guy who took me hill walking and things like that. I think I said that in the last podcast. Yeah, but massive influence in my interest in nature and the stars and, and, the, and, and wildlife and, uh, and the mountains. Uh, so he listened to this book when he's thinking, and he said to my mum, he said, oh, well, I must get you on this book. And so he ordered a hard copy for me. And he's, he's written in it, you know, he can hardly see and he can hardly write. You know, he's 99, but he was desperate to write me a wee message in it and he wrote me a, a lovely little message. Um, and yeah, it's called Notes from a Summer Cottage and it's just about this lady um, in Sweden who moves into an old cottage that she has to renovate, but there's loads of wildlife in there uh, already sort of habit, inhabited in the, the place. And it's just a story about uh, our relationship with animals and wildlife and living in sort of harmonious but then it goes into like all these cool facts about bees and squirrels and stuff I never knew just yeah. really interesting um, ideas about uh, well it's a fascinating book it doesn't sound very like interesting <laughs> but it's it's really if you're in any way interested in nature uh, at all or just or just uh, that then I definitely notes from yeah. a summer cottage yeah, sounds but interesting. again I've got yeah. like I've got so many on the go, guys. I can't even, I can't even think right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So very cool, man. Very cool. That's that's what I'm reading right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't remember who wrote it. Sorry, guys. But we can look that we'll up. find it online. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, last question: What is your one major piece of advice for any newcomers to the industry? What was what's the one thing you would want to tell any newcomer to the industry? Take your time. Be open to learning. Always, uh, as I think, is the biggest thing. Don't expect uh, things to happen very quickly, um, and if they do, don't get complacent that it will always be like that trajectory. It will never. Um, just be open to learning, regardless of who you're learning from. Uh, you can learn from people that have just stepped in. I can learn from people that have just stepped into the industry even more than I could somebody who's been doing it for kind of 20, 30 years. Uh, yeah, and when you go to a wedding, leave your fucking ego at home. You're not an artist. Just you're there to look after a couple and give them nice pictures and, and memories. And uh, Yeah, you're, 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 you are providing a service as, as much as you want to be the big creative or whatever like that. Just... Try and be, yeah, be humble. 
take your time and uh, and never stop being curious about the craft and and fuck fads, you know. Just <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't don't jump on. Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. The thing is, I mean, it, I, I say that, and it's uh, you look back at some really unfashionable things that I done. You know, I've definitely done it. I'll try and send you some of this stuff. Yeah, can't uh, wait. Can't wait. Like these early weddings. <laughs> You know, like again, I done all the fads, uh, and that's that's what that's why I'm saying fuck fads because yeah. I've, I've been there and done it. And I think what I'm trying to do now is something a, a little bit more classic. I'm trying to dial down my edit to a more thing that might look okay in ten years. But then again, it's off the time, isn't it? So does it really matter? But uh, yeah, but some of the fads are just absolutely one hundred percent honking. So oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, was that was that a long-winded way? But yeah, ultimately, it was, yeah, that was beautiful. It was, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, it reminded me when you were saying leave your egos at home. It reminded me of w- w- one of my favorite lines from a from a workshop. It's like uh, you're no more important than a chocolate fountain. At the end of the day. Um, there you go. <laughs> Which, well, uh, well, that's that's more that's more lovely than the way I put it. So yeah, no, absolutely, that's, that's what it is, isn't it? It's also it's, uh, it's also very it's like, brutal. And, uh, <laughs> What was that, mate? It's also pretty brutal. It's also sad as well. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's, know, there's a balance there. And, and you think, yeah, it's just like, okay, I've done all the hard, yeah, how many years of learning and training and this, this fountain's uh, um, way more important. Yeah, right. I was, yeah, I think it's funny because like now when I turn up to weddings, it's a lot different uh, yeah. than it was back in the day. I think the brides and grooms are seeing photographers certainly as more or, or less of a service provide, and we're, we've become more of a very integral part of the day in that build up and that relationship. It's, it's due to that build up, that relationship. They know what we need to work to get the goods. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's funny when uh, some of the maybe the aunties and stuff. Oh, come over here, son, and get a picture. Of, um, we kind of Jesse handing the horseshoe to the bride and stuff, and the bride's going, "Oh no, no, mum, no, he doesn't do that sort of stuff." And I'm like, "I do everything. Just yeah. Let me get the fucking horseshoe. I'll yeah. do the fucking horseshoe picture. That's, That's what I'm here for. You know, it's it's um, and it's it's funny that the brides and grooms are like, "No, no, just let him do his thing." You know, and I'm just like, "No, fuck it. Just yeah. like give me the grips. Yeah, I will do them within reason. You know, I don't want I don't want twenty, uh, <laughs> but." Yeah, so I think always, uh, always um, be there for them, regardless of what it is. Because you've got different people, certainly at weddings, who are from different eras and imagine yeah. different things about photography. So just um, be humble and take the shot. And you never know, yeah. that might get bought 100 times on your website and uh, you'll get extra pennies. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, well... Sean, thank you very much for being oh, uh, a, a no, two-time guest. I didn't mean to give you the fingers. A, a two-time guest. Um, it's been a privilege again to to have you. Um, where where can people find you online and see your beautiful work? So, website is just seanbellphotography.com uh, and Instagram is at seanbellphoto. Mm-hmm. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-L-L photo. Um, and that's it, I think. I don't think I'm anywhere else. Facebook, obviously, but mm-hmm. Meta, sorry. Yeah, Meta. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, mm. Meta. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not very active on Meta, uh, but yeah, I'll be on Facebook somewhere. There you go. Um, but that's where you can find me. Yeah. Um, or, <laughs> you uh, can find Sean on the 21st, 22nd in Brighton and the 24th and 25th in Glasgow. So book your tickets to Thrive. You won't regret it. People can find us at cinematefilms.co.uk on Instagram and Facebook at forward slash cinematefilms. Like I said, 21st, 22nd of March in Brighton, 24th, 25th in Glasgow. Six incredible speakers. Shoot sessions so you can see your heroes in action. Lunch and snacks provided. Held in two cool boutique hotels. You get a killer goodie bag and the chance to hang out with some of your industry peers for two whole days. Unless you buy Brighton and Glasgow tickets, why not four whole days you could get? Jeez, why stop at two? Go four. If you can travel, just do it. Lisa says just do it. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode. Come and on, it, with us. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash perspective by Cinemate. For as little as a pound, you can support this wonderful podcast. And for the price of a coffee every month, you can get access to our Q&As and any bonus content that we create. It goes, it goes all there. Um, if you don't have any money to give, totally cool. We love the fact that you're just listening and learning. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you could maybe leave a review, we'd really much appreciate it. Uh, we'd maybe even give you a digital hug, maybe even a real hug in real life. Hugs and stuff, but you know, COVID. So uh, yeah, might be an air hug. Anyway, however. In the meantime. Don't just survive, thrive. <laughs>